I have citizen. Uh, bit of doom and gloom, but a bit of good humour in and amongst. What we've got today is uh, is a local hero and he's a national hero. It's Aaron Leaves. Um, he's going to uh, set a shining example to what we can do in societies all around the country, our local communities, community outreach. Later on, we might even talk about Matt Letizia. He's been doing what he can. We might even get into uh, stuff about radiation. I hope we don't mention uh, high-altitude aerial spraying, geoengineering, or anything like that. Let's keep it local. Spread awareness locally. This guy is doing that. I'm sure you'll like him. Welcome to the Red Pill Show, Aaron. It's great to have you here. You are one of the, well, I was going to say an unsung hero, but you're fairly recognised now across social media. You're doing great work, and I think you're a shining example to other people. What I want to get at with you is what we can do. I know we can go to London occasionally and shout at Downing Street, but we're shouting at brick walls and the techno notice. I think it needs more of us. Can we work more? What can we do locally? Well, you know, thanks for having me on for a starters. Um, and, it, and it's a pleasure to be included in your show and that you've had me on here and, and think the way you do about me, you know, because I'm just little old me. I'm just a, a regular guy with a, a, a young family who, who's just merely concerned about where this, this could lead us in the near future, you know, with what, what's happening around us all the while. And, and I, I think you're right. And London is great. It's a great connection. It's a network with people. I've done it for three years. You've probably done the same. Um, but it is shouting at a brick wall, unfortunately. And I've always said right from the beginning, local community outreach is the, is the way forward. It, it really is because if th- if times do get tough, and they will do in the near future, you're going to need the people in your communities to back you up, to be on your side, to understand what's coming, to support each other as also, because there's a lot of people suffering um, throughout the last three years, uh, mentally, psychologically. Uh, unfortunately, the juice has done a lot of a damage to the people in my community, um, and they're reaching out for support and help, and I'm giving it to them. I want to help these people. Are the people in your community openly acknowledging that it's the juice that's damaged them. At the beginning, it was very tough. I won't lie. I did. I've done three years of the light paper distribution in my community and people took the paper and then threw it back at me. That This is how awkward it was at the beginning, 2020. Um, From now, though, they're asking when the next edition's out. They're starting to see the cracks appearing and a lot of them are coming to me and explaining their stories of the complications and reactions that they've um, received from having this particular drug and they're frightened a lot of them are frightened so what I'm trying to do now is is correspond with the UKCV family they did a, a, a COVID inquiry in London on the weekend with some really great guys John Watt, Alex Mitchell some guys that have been really badly injured by the juice and there's a particular leaflet that I took from that community to hand out in my community 
And it's a support network, somewhere where they could go, they can explain their their reactions that they've um, you know they've had from taking this particular drug. And there's somewhere they can reach out, find the help, find the support, find the love and compassion from other people. And that's just what I want to give back. And there people are starting to get it in my community to the extent that they're they're seeing that what we were trying to say all along was was you know, we were in danger, we were in trouble and, and we need to support one another. Yeah, I warned as many friends as I could. Yeah. Uh not to take it. And many did. And I have friends but that I know are damaged now. Yeah. But it's it's for their own heads to work it out. Um and some of them are and some of them aren't. I too distribute the light paper Respect to you. those that want it. Um, I haven't been doing much lately because I'm missing. I've been, I've had an accident. You can't see it here. I'm some. Since I met you in London, I've had yeah. a bit of an accident. It's nothing to do with any. Uh, oh, of course. It's just me thinking I'm a teenager when I'm getting on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't get to my collection boy. But I've got a, a driver who's missing his, and he says, as soon as next issue's available, we'll go over and get it, and we'll get them out. Um, so that's that's great. I appreciate it. You don't just speak about the injuries, though. I know that's really important, but you seem on your outreaches. I've seen you on videos speaking in town centres with a loudspeaker. And you're covering many issues to all the people. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> if I may put a bit of comedy in. I'm, Absolutely. I'm pleased that because things can get serious and we can't. We've got to laugh at the ridiculous. We have to have, we do. We have to have some positivity, some upbeat, um, because it could take you down. It can really ruin your it, your energy. It, if you don't find some, some laughter in between and some energetic vibes because... It's crippling that what's happening to all of us. Yeah. You don't support just stop oil or extension. <laughs> you don't, don't go think... around gluing yourself to any roads, do you? I don't, I don't think they support puppets. me. I don't think they support me. Every time I go to Parliament Square to do outreach, they're there and they get um they, they get a few chosen words from myself, if you know what I mean. I saw a group last time I were down there before uh, Parliament Square. And it's like they can do anything they want, really. Yeah. And, and others' legitimate protests for freedom are more restricted. Absolutely. It's not a level playing field. I mean, I support their right to speak, yeah. even if I think they're absolute idiots and don't understand science. Yeah. But then when we come on, speaking the truth, or you in particular, the police are more likely to be on your back. Oh, the and last it's not London, fair. It's not. The last London outreach we did, we, we did an event in Parliament Square and a lot of people from up north come down, from Liverpool, Manchester, some really strong guys. 
because up north you don't mess with these people. <laughs> They're not like us southerners. There's a lot of southerners down this way that are very soft-hearted. Yeah, I'm person. not a southerner. I just point yeah. that out. I'm from And York. these northerners are strong guys. And I've made good friendships over the years with them as well from, from Liverpool, Manchester. So they come down. It was an unorganised event. No police presence. And as soon as we got out onto the march to the hospitals and to the news studios, the police, Metropolitan Police, tackled us, come down quite heavy on us. And a great guy called Nathan Shuttock, who I've known now for three years from from the marches. I don't know if you've known him before. He does the protest art. Um, I met him in yeah. London last time I was there. He'd got some great artwork. Brilliant, yeah. And he got tackled. He got tackled and took down by the Metropolitan Police. Uh, for what? Um, for, for, for protesting in the road with his signs, with his art. And they knocked him to the ground. And they arrested him, put him in um, Nick for the night. And the guy ended up with broken ribs. And, you know, all respect to him, he did a, a small outreach and protest outside Scotland Yard to just tell them that, you know, you're tackling the wrong people. The people that actually do care for the people of this country are standing up against the system. And we're getting tackled, unfortunately, and brought out into the limelight as, as, as wrong-uns. And we're, we're good people. We're just compassionate empathic souls who just want the best for our children and the next generation and Nathan was one of them and there was uh, another guy from Liverpool a good friend of mine he was taken down also and they didn't like the speech I made outside the hospital about the uh, graphene oxide and, and the particular particles of this juice induced drug they're giving to people and how they put people on the end of life pathway shall we say with the particular drugs that have taken many... Midazole, I mean, uh, yeah, and took many lives as well, you know. Uh, Matt Hancock's got a lot to answer for. Is that um, the same day I met you? I think it was... I think it may have been the March before. Yeah. Because I saw some funny business. There were some speeches. It were raining all day. And then we walked over a bridge. Oh, you would to... have been... Yeah. Yes, down to that hospital. That's the one. You was with me then. Yeah, you was. Right. And then the police presence got very heavy. Did. Yeah. And I saw one arrest. I don't know who it was. That was my friend from, from Liverpool, yeah. I don't got... know. I didn't see what it was alleged. That wasn't the artwork guy. No, it, it was before. Yeah. And I thought... To myself, right, I think I told you on the day, I'm an ex-copper, right? Yeah. I'm more of a gamekeeper turned poacher nowadays. Um, to me, there were all these vans there, and they held him there as if taunting, yeah. taunting the crowd. They were. Is that how you saw it? And I Trying thought to... that were out of order. Because was. I'll tell you, in my day, we didn't do that. But the Met Police have always been rascals. Yes. And they're not appreciated around the police in other police areas. Of course. Yeah. You've got a van. You've got a man under arrest. He may have done something. He may not have done something. You've got him secure. Get him in that van and get him away, right, to the cell. Right? Out of the situation. This is how you deal with it in real life. Yeah. 
He either gets charged or he gets released without charge. They're just holding him there as if baiting. They wanted us to retaliate. Anthony Snedden, his name is, I believe, the, the guy from the bar. He's got so many people I've, I've known over the last three years, but he's a great guy. He's fine for, for, for justice. He's never caused the nuisance to anyone in, in particular, especially the police. And they were, they were frontal with him. They were too heavy-handed with him. And like you say, I think they were grasping that they wanted us to retaliate against it. And they didn't get the, the, what they were wanting. We didn't retaliate. Yes, we were angry. No. And we and were vocal were, about it. There were but, other peaceful protesters yeah. saying, come on, let's move on. And I was, we, I was doing a speech. I said, come on, I was on the tannoy and I was going, come on, people, leave them alone, walk away. We don't want no trouble. Yeah. We're not here to, to, to uh, set an example. We're here to stand for what we believe in, for the truth. And we're not here to, to, to cause a war. We're not here for fight. And we no. never, never have been. And for the last three years, I always make it a habit of mine to converse with the police. I always go over to them. I, I make my impressions felt. I'm a, a family man. I'm a hardworking guy. I'm concerned about the position the government have put us in. It's not just us, it's the police force that are going to be held as well, just like we are. Um, and a lot of them are on board with us. They don't want to be put in a position where they're having to tackle the people, where they're having to confront the public for standing for what's right. And they're just in a, they're caught between a rock and a stone. They don't know where to go. They're doing their job. I'm not saying all of them, because there's a lot of them in there that, have, that, that unfortunately, uh, um, are very corrupt to the point where they're quite happy to be um, aggressive towards people, peaceful people, that is. And they're quite happy to maraud, stop oil protesters round with ease so they can have a great day, wonderful, you know. Mm. And, and it, it angers me. We're, we're doing the right thing. These people are being um, protected by the wrong people, you know what I mean? And the police, I always think the best, the best way I, I can see it is confront them, ask them their position, Ask them how they feel, and like I said, there is a lot in the in the forces that are upset about the the push in the last three years against good people. I'm sure there are. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a t-shirt I got from the print <laughs> shop. It, Love it. I don't want to say too much about it, but it's there. It says it all. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um. Yeah, uh, moving. Well, I just mentioned they dropped all the recruitment standards, didn't they, for the police yeah, Especially uh, Matt, they seem to be recruiting bully boys. Um, okay. uh, anyway, that's that's been stage by stage over probably twenty years or something. Yeah, absolutely. What you was getting at um, with the talking about certain subjects and, and it's not just about the the juice and it's not just about um, those that have been affected by that particular drug, but it's about everything, the whole agenda, 2030. Um, there's a lot of people in the community, Fetford I'm going to speak about because I've got a lot of good friends I've marched with in three years. Bob says, fantastic fella, been on um, many channels in the last three years talking openly my mate Jeff Meelin fantastic fellow I've marched with we've spoken openly in outreaches and marches Mike Ball was at the Fetford council meeting it was all televised everyone see how they went against the council that were pushing the the net zero emissions the 20 minutes cities and um towns and 
we got incorporation with each other and we've started to fight the West Suffolk Council in my town. And we've been doing it now for the last year. 62 council members and the mayor are pushing for net zero emissions by 2030. Less cars on the road, uh, capping energy um, caps. as an energy cap that they want to bring in with a £15,000 fine or a year imprisonment if you don't abide by it. Rishi Sunak's pushing that. But so is the councils. And they're doing the, the, the climate emergency. And we've had meetings with these councillors and they're quick to tell us that they're, they're not going for any type kind of consultation. They're uninterested whether the people of my town uh, are going to accept their agenda or not, but they're going to push it through because they believe that's the, in our best interest. Now, we go along, we tell them we're going to fight them. We're going to go against them. They're not going to push any of these agendas through. And if we have to remove them from their positions, that is that is our stance. We're not happy to allow them to have a position where they control over the community and my town and, and allow these governmental agendas to be pushed through even quicker than they should. Didn't you get a couple of councillors elected? At we, Fetford, unfortunately, we had just one, but it was uh, one. Chris Brooks, great guy. He's got LSB Productions. He's got his own YouTube channel, gets a lot of views. Um, and he managed to get on as an independent councillor. Now, he fights on behalf of his community and town. The rest of the guys should have got in. They were strong-minded fellas as well. But unfortunately, Labour had the majority win, as usual. And I think that's all planned, as you know. You know, they take the votes in and they're rigged. That's my belief. Um, but the guys are going to go in now and for a shadow council. And that's what we want to do in West Suffolk in, in various stems. We're going to try to bring a, a shadow councillor in where we can support the network of people in our community, give them the help that they may need. And give them the truth. That's that's what outreach is all about, trying to spread the message, trying to give the people the truth. And a shadow council will help those in most need because there's a lot of elderly in my community that are scared, they're fearful of the push for this next variant and the next juice, shall I say. And um, they're, they're frightened. They're frightened that we're going back previous to 2020 and a lot of people are going to fall in line and, and you know, play victim to to this governmental regime. And we've got to stop it. We do. We do indeed. Hopefully we can. It seems to me like we're at a crux yeah. now with all the changes underway. They're attacking us on so many fronts. We've got to win or we lose Absolutely. forever. So we've got to be positive about this. So you use the term shadow council. I've not heard that before. That's it's a good expression. Um, a group of people that don't trust their own council aren't getting any help there, know who they can contact. Absolutely. That will support them. Well, that's great. And that's something that we could all do or people that are concerned in their own local areas. Yes, Definitely. Just form like a network and call it a shadow council. There's a lot of things. I'm I'm wondering if ULES is the catalyst at the moment that's gonna We'll never wake everybody up. Some people are permanently gonna be asleep and just leave them behind. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. I've I've given up trying with some people because they're just so blinkered if you know what I mean. Absolutely um, agree. 
But you, Les, it could be like, I mean, you're younger than me, but you remember Margaret Thatcher, don't you? I remember her, yeah, early 80s. Yeah, about her. she tried to bring in, uh, well, what we all call poll tax, but it was yeah. community charge, she called it, because it was more diplomatic. And that seemed to be her, what's the expression? Not nemesis. Um, the start of her, her downfall, really. The people stood up, and I'm just thinking you, Les, might be the catalyst. I think you're right. Khan and beyond Khan. Yeah. I mean, I'm like hoping you, so. I think you're right, and I think with the you, Les, it isn't just London. They're trying to push it out in. Just up the road from me, we've got Cambridge. They're trying to put all these cameras in at the moment, these photo recognition number plate cameras. Um, we've got it in our town. They're already talking about putting a new AI technology infrastructure in. They've already had all the cable in put in in my town. And I've told the councillors, if this goes up, we're ripping it down, whether you like it or not. You put these antennas up, these 5G masts, if you keep putting them up without the consultation of the people in my town, they'll be, in a re- they'll be ripped down. We'll have to take Yeah. Um, I just need to put a little caveat in here. Yeah. We can't condone criminal damage. Absolutely. We, we yeah. don't. Yeah. Um, but we can understand people's frustration. Um, as for you, Les Cameras, I've been recently getting educated. They're not simply cameras at all. No. The technology in there, well, at best, it could be described more like a radar gun that the police would use Poor speed checking. Definitely. Uh, and it's, I'm not qualified, but I'm told it's derived from, it's stuff that you might find on the battlefield. Yes. And it depends on the software that it's programmed with. Now, I'm not saying any local councillor would deliberately put some bad software in there as you might do on a battlefield. I'm just suggesting that it may have that capability. Absolutely. You're aware of this? I am, and the LED lighting and oh. everything else. We know where this goes. I mean, you've yeah. read about it, I've read about it. Panasonic is uh, the distributor of these LED panels in the lighting system that, okay, was a fine before they come along and put LEDs in. There was no need to put the money in. Uh, funds into to changing all the lighting system. We know the signal network that these transmit with high-tech um, technology and Panasonic being, you know, the forefront of this. I've expressed this to the councillors and they've told me there's absolutely nothing wrong or sinister with this infrastructure being put up, but they're unaware, so we make them aware. They need to do a, a, a health and safety risk assessment if they don't do that, they're negligent of their own duty of care to their local Community. citizens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then they come up with, uh, they say they've got uh, an excuse sometimes from an organisation that just says it's, the government refer them to an organisation that says it's safe, but this is an industry organisation. I can't remember the name of it just now. In 
in I'd I get it wrong, so I'll just leave it. It doesn't, and we'll have them later. We'll have them in court later. Yeah. If 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 it starts harming things, I'm not saying it will. I'm saying it potentially could. Could potentially, yeah. It's just another one of things to get worried about. Oh, there's so many. What else? You you don't actually protest this on the streets, do you? The the raid. Um, the uh, radiation. You're not I've, mentioning, I, or are you? Yeah, we're well, at the moment. We've 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 got um, two antennas that have gone up recently, five G antenna masks, and there's been, like I say, no consultation. No one's had um, any um, to do anything to do with trying to stop that from happening. So we've told the council about this. The council give us governmental guidelines. They're not willing to. Um, work with us they're saying they have no um they have no powers over trying to take these masks away or, or stop them from being built it's it's under their uh what's it called the jurisdiction i suppose that the word is um mm. and they're not willing to work with the community about the the harmful effects of radiation poisoning and so we've made a leaflet up we've gone with a survey to the community we've handed these out to the residents and said look the harms that these antennas can permit through radiation poisoning is frightening for you your children and your family they're putting them up outside hospitals and schools and it's quite sinister and we're trying to get enough people to survey against it so we can again go back to the local council and go look everyone in the community does not want these masks being put up outside their local schools hospitals and you know uh, communities because of the harmful effects that it could it could permit and we know we've all we've 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 read about it. Mark still said it many times on his channel, the effects mm. of these these radiation emitting devices, as you said, the LED street lights. Yeah. The, it the, speaks the above my head, that guy you just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to get him on and I'm sure he would, but I'd yeah. like him to just channel speak it down. to me as if I'm like an idiot. You know? When yeah, I listen I to him, it's just over me head, most of it. Yeah, so it is really... It's his specialist subject. He's yeah. a weapons expert. I'm not. I'm yeah, just me neither. I hope, I hope you're wrong, Mark. Yeah. And we <laughs> but... all hope that. <laughs> I really do. Because we've got so many that's been put up in our community. Just outside us, we have a, a water tower. Now, we went against the, the provision of putting five or six, I think, 5G antennas they put up. And they went against us and still built them over the lockdown. And they're up just outside my my bedroom window. Now, if they do switch these up to a higher frequency and anything can come of it, I'm frightened for my family. I'm frightened for my community, my family and my friends because because of the harmful effects this could be. 